Hi, and welcome to the St Mark's podcast. My name's Ben. And I'm Tony. Tony's new to our team, and she's going to be joining me on a few of the podcasts. Tony, how's it been joining the team? Uh, it was great to ask me to do this. Um, anyway, the format of each podcast is the same. We'll start off with worship and then head into the talk. In this episode, we're kicking off a new series, Life Out Loud, asking the question, why share Jesus? Ben, why don't you start off by praying for us? Jesus, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the time we get to spend listening to you. And we just pray that um, as we listen, you'd speak to us through um, the worship, through Matt's talk. In Jesus' name, Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we must leave this place.
Welcome to our podcast. We are at the start of a new series called Life Out Loud, and we are going to take inspiration from St. Mark the Evangelist. Uh, This week on Monday will be the feast day of St. Mark, and it is St. Mark the Evangelist by whose name and example St. Mark's Church has been consecrated. So we're going to use that and uh, learn a bit about what it means to share Jesus with others. And that's the topic for today's podcast, Why Share Jesus. So what can we say about St. Mark? Well, he's the author of one of the four gospel accounts in the Bible, the book of, wait for it, yes, the gospel of Mark. Although he wasn't one of Jesus' original 12 disciples, he became a follower of Jesus, a follower of the way, so it was called back then. And he followed around the apostles Peter and Paul, and he wrote down many of Peter's sermons about Jesus and the difference Jesus makes in our lives. And he played a vital role in telling others the good news of Jesus as a man on mission in the early life of the Christian church. And St. Mark's uh, love for Jesus and his love for others uh, is the inspiration, as I say, behind the next six weeks as we go through this series um, at St. Mark's, but also on our podcast, uh, Life Out Loud. What does it mean to share Jesus, uh, the good news, the gospel with everyday people today? Now, I wonder whether you've ever bought anything slightly bizarre or unnecessary because the salesperson or the sales pitch was just so compelling that you were actually led to believe it was a really good idea. Now, before the days of easily accessible internet and smartphones, uh, my grandmother, who we called Nanny, was an avid fan of a little catalogue called Betterware. You may or may not be familiar with Betterware, but I would describe it as a sort of glossy brochure of generally random items that pensioners are made to believe will actually transform their lives. Of course, it's a sweeping generalisation, but uh, that was my impression of it anyway. Uh, And so over the years, she would accumulate this vast selection of items uh, that she bought when the Betterware salesperson came knocking at the door. And this is why some people have signs on their doors, I think, saying no doorstop sellers, because they'd end up with masses of betterware that they really didn't need. You know, we're talking everything from egg slicers, jar grips, extendable toenails, to extensive ranges of novelty meerkat garden ornaments. And I can tell you now that no one will need a 10-inch meerkat wearing slippers and smoking a pipe in 10 years' time. Not even the charity shops will accept them. And yet one thing that has stood the test of time that will not be found in the Betterware catalogue is uh, the very item that St. Mark scribed nearly 2,000 years ago. And his written work, Inspired by God, is still on sale today. In fact, the Gospel of Mark is part of a little set, a library, that we call the Holy Bible. And it is the number one best-selling book of all time and the top of the sales list year on year. And that's because so many Bibles are bought or given away every year uh, that sellers like Waterstones have had to remove it from the sales list because it would never shift from the top spot. 
According to the uh, the Economist newspaper, over 100 million Bibles are sold or given away for free every year in the world. And it's been translated into some 349 languages. So little old St Mark, he's got something good going on there, something that people want to hear. And if you've never had a Bible before or you've never read any of it, then I've got two good bits of news for you. The first one is you can have a copy for free today. And if you've not had one, you can pick one up from St Mark's. I'll even send you one uh, if you let us know you're listening to this. Uh, And uh, secondly, if you set out to read the Gospel of St Mark this afternoon or whenever you get a moment, it'll take you approximately one and a half hours. You can even listen for free on BibleGateway.com where you can read it too. You can see what's so good about what St Mark has jotted down that has stood the test of time. So let me get you going by reading the very first verse and first chapter of St Mark as it sort of sets the context for the rest of the book. So Mark chapter 1 verse 1. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There you go. Uh, The beginning. Uh, The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I'll let you pick up and read the rest of that. But I guess what inspires me most about St Mark is that he is compelled to tell others about Jesus. He's not on commission, there's no printing press, no royalties. He's encountered the risen Jesus who's transformed his life and he goes to any means to tell others the good news that everyday people can know God for themselves. Mark lived in this sort of hostile environment for Christians. They were mocked and often persecuted and yet he is on fire for Jesus. I always find it interesting if you look up any pictures of saints like St Mark, uh, you find these sort of little beautifully presented icons. Um, You can have a little Google if you want and have a look if you search St Mark and look on images. And uh, I've came across a couple and and I find, you know, St Mark quite beautifully dressed, quite royal clothes. His hair has this sort of been buffed with just for men, no grey hairs going on there. He's uh, shampooed with herbal essences, sort of beautiful smooth flow to to his hair. And uh, his skin is shiny, doused in sort of uh, anti-wrinkle oil of Yule. He's got these sort of lusty eyes and it looks like a sort of sales pitch for... St Mark's Gospel, you know, have you ever tried St Mark's Gospel with slimline, shorter than the rest, easier to read and for a limited time only comes with a novelty meerkat Jesus by me. That for me anyway is how I interpret some of this artwork but I I don't think these sorts of pictures really tell us what saints like St Mark are really like. You know St Mark is someone who's all in, on mission with Jesus, listening in on every word that Peter's sharing, listening intently to how Jesus changes lives. His face, I should imagine, is covered in the dust of Peter and Paul as he follows them around on dusty mountain paths. And he's probably beaten and bruised from following the way of Jesus. And and he's calling out to us. You know, you have to hear this stuff. You have to decide for yourself who Jesus is because it's going to change your whole life. The way you see yourself, the way you relate to others and the world around you. And I like the fact that the church we're revitalising is the church of St Mark the Evangelist. It's not polished, it's not religious looking, it's full of fired up people with their sleeves rolled up discovering day by day the Jesus way and helping others to encounter this for themselves. We are family on a mission, we're St Mark's. But I guess the question for each of us listening in is, you know, have we taken time to consider the way of Jesus for ourselves? And if so, are we catching that fire and desire to tell others about the difference that Jesus makes in our lives? Each and every one of us is on a faith journey. Maybe you have never been to church before. Maybe you've 
come to church for the first time. Maybe you're just listening in to this podcast from the sidelines. Maybe you consider yourself to be on a spiritual quest. You might be new to faith or a seasoned Christian for 50 years. But here we are together in the life of the church at a certain time in a certain place on this planting team. What does it mean for you to live life out loud today where you are? I'm going to read a passage from Mark chapter 13 verses 5 to 13 which is the gospel reading for the feast of St Mark which is on Monday this week. and It gives us a little insight into some of the realities of living as a Christian. So this is what St Mark has scribed down for us. Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines, but this is just the beginning of the birth pangs. As for yourselves, beware. For they will hand you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me, as a testimony to them. And the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations. When they bring you to trial and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you will say, but say whatever is given to you at the time. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Brothers will betray brother to death, and father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Okay, an honest telling of what living the Christian life looks like for people like St Mark, and maybe not too dissimilar to us, certainly not dissimilar to how many Christians live today in our world. More Christians, of course, persecuted today than at any point in human history. And if this was a sales pitch, if that's what Mark was scribing down, then you'd expect it to fail. It's not very appealing. And yet, 2,000 years later, here we are. Why? Because if Jesus is who he says he is, and if he can bring us into relationship with God, and if he can change lives and communities, then it will stand the test of time. For each and every person who has a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, there is a story to be told. A word that's often used here is witness. People witness to their encounter and their story. But being a witness is more than just giving a personal account. The original ancient Greek word, the language in which the New Testament was written, for witness was marturia, which is where we get the word martyr. As Paul, the Apostle Paul, said to Timothy, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, 2 Timothy 3.12. And Mark knew that full well when he himself was put to death for his faith in Jesus. But don't let me scare you here. We're going to face some pushback for sharing faith, but it's not down to us whether people believe our witness or not. That's down to God by his Holy Spirit. Verse 11 of our passage, Do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given to you at the time. For it's not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. As in the early church, many did accept Jesus, and many also rejected him. But that will also be part of the process when we're sharing the good news of Jesus. A couple of years ago, a group of us headed out onto the busy streets of Lincoln to talk to people about Jesus. And if the thought of that's given you heart palpitations now, then you can only imagine how I felt in the moment. Uh, The point wasn't to go out and convert anyone, but to see where the Holy Spirit was at work 
in people's lives. So we went out onto the street and we just tried to engage people um, in talking about Jesus. And the good thing was that for every 30 rejections, one person stopped and engaged in conversation. And out of those one in 30, about one in two allowed us to then pray for them on the street. I can remember this one guy, uh, Saul, who stopped and it was certainly one of those uh, God-ordained moments because he was searching, spiritually searching, and he actually um, invited Jesus into his life right there on the street. A term that's often used for this sort of approach is evangelism, and it can often have a negative connotation, but it's simply the practice of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word gospel means good news, and evangelism is to pass on the good news. The good thing is we don't have to go out into the middle of the high street to evangelise. Actually, there's a really natural way to do it. And over the next few weeks, that's what we're talking about. How do we share the good news of Jesus? How do we pass on the good news in the most natural way, uh, particularly with those directly around us? And next week, we're going to be talking on the podcast about, you know, what is the good news and how do we put it into understandable words? So keep listening in to the series. William Temple, who was the former Archbishop of Canterbury during the Second World War, uh, summed up uh, evangelism in in quite a nice way. He said, to evangelise is to present Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, that people may come to put their trust in God through him, to accept him as their saviour and to serve him as their king in the fellowship of the church. Now, words are just one part of it. The other part is the demonstration of the good news, our, our works. Just as faith without works is dead, so evangelism without godly action is hypocrisy. It's helpful, I think, to ask ourselves this question. Do people want what I have? Can they see Christ in me? And if not, they're not going to want Jesus. So that gives us a little snapshot into what it means to share Jesus with others. But but why? Why do we actually need to do it? And then how do we do that in a normal and natural way? Let's look at the why, not just for St Mark, but also for us. Mark starts by touching on it in the passage in verse 10. He says, and the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations. And that gives us the first of four C's. Are you ready? Pen and paper at hand, four C's. The first one is this, the command of Christ. In short, we're told to. The Great Commission at the end of Matthew 28 is Jesus sending out his followers, present and future, to go. I'm just going to read that, Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we're told to make disciples where people can make a commitment to Christ, to mark disciples through baptism and to mature disciples, helping them to grow in wisdom and faith. And if you would like to get baptised, then I'd love you to get in contact. We'd love to find out how you can do that. We've got baptisms coming up in the next few weeks. We'd love you to be involved. So evangelism isn't just about getting them over the line, but it's about helping them on a lifelong journey with Jesus. And one way we do this as a church can be found in our vision. Our vision is to see Grimsby reached with the love of God, a greater love, to see the church released to live for Jesus, a greater life, as we go to see lives and communities transformed, a greater Grimsby. And we see different people at different stages in this journey. If someone comes into Little Lions, we hope they'll encounter the love of God in the, in the place uh, and amongst the te- team. 
One parent said that her daughter sings a little song about little lines every time she comes past the building. She just loves it. One mum said that it was the best group that they come to in the week. There's something amazing about people encountering God's love for them from the very outset in some of the most simple ways. Uh, And then we have people coming through Alpha and learning what it means to live the greater life. Shane last week uh, in our service on Easter Sunday shared about his experience of Alpha and we'd love to invite you to try Alpha actually. It starts on May the 11th. You can find out information on our website so do take a look at that. And then we've got a whole church of people living out their faith in the 90% of their lives in every sphere of influence so that we might see God's kingdom come at Greater Grimsby. And this isn't just a catchy vision statement, it's an outplaying of the Great Commission, because that's what Jesus tells us to do. It is the command of Christ. Okay, ready for C number two, the compassion of Christ. If we truly love God, then we're going to love other people too. And as you read St Mark's Gospel, you'll see that Jesus has a deep compassion for others. Compassion is this deep feeling of emotion. It's suffering with someone by entering into their pain and their despair. It's recognising that each and every person is made in the image of God and each individual is of intrinsic worth. Therefore, we're moved by compassion and we want to share Jesus with others because God knows and loves that person. We heard a couple of rumours before we arrived in Grimsby that it's a really tough place to talk to people about Jesus. We heard things like, Alpha doesn't work here in Grimsby. Well, we refuse to believe that because we see in our neighbours, that there is a deep, deep openness. Uh, People are coming into the life of the church. We have been moved by the compassion of Christ and by the Holy Spirit. And actually, we've seen softened hearts and we've jumped into the opportunities to speak to people, to pray with people. We've done three alphas to date at St Mark's with three more starting in May. Don't ever be put off because you think that someone won't be open or interested in Jesus. It is true that they're not interested often in church or religion, but they are open to Jesus. So let's step in and introduce them to Jesus through our words and through our lives. So that's the second thing. We we do it because there is the compassion of Christ and we share in that compassion. Okay, third C. The third C is the commitment of Christ. Commitment of Christ. Jesus was committed to reaching people and setting people free. The kingdom of God is God's rule and reign in part as we see it breaking it through uh, breaking through into our world uh, as it is in heaven so jesus brought the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god into the world through his words through works and through wonders in matthew 9:35 it says jesus went through all towns and villages teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness this was an outplay of the kingdom of god breaking through and people's lives being transformed And what we see in the New Testament and in the life of the church is this organic growth. And we also then see numerical growth. At the start of the book of Acts, the number of disciples was around 120. By the end, it was many thousands. This is about people being transformed by the gospel of the kingdom so that they might make a difference in their communities and in society at large. The church grew because Jesus is alive and he makes a difference in our lives. Equally, we are committed to seeing the church grow through words, works and wonders because there are many people who need Jesus. Uh, And this is why here at St Mark's we have our sleeves rolled up. We're all playing our unique part. It is the commitment of Christ and we share in that. 
And the fourth C, the fourth Y, is the completion of Christ's kingdom. We heard in our reading in Mark 13, verse 10, and the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations. Similarly, in Matthew 24:14, Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Matthew 24, 14. Jesus isn't saying that the whole world is going to give their lives to Jesus in their lifetime. This is a decision that sits with each and every person to accept or reject. But the gospel will be preached to every person in the world so that each and every person has the opportunity to respond to that invitation to follow Jesus for themselves. Everyone must hear, although not everyone will respond. As the world population increases, that task gets harder. At the time of the Great Commission, the global population was around 170 million. Today it's in excess of 7 billion. There are now 196 nations, 271 major languages. And uh, before we think that the task is for missionaries to go into the depths of the Amazon rainforest, let's remember why we're here, for us anyway in Grimsby, at such a time as this. We are uniquely positioned to witness to Jesus in our communities and our schools and our workplaces and our social circles in this generation. We have a part to play in the witness of Jesus to see the completion of Christ's kingdom. So there we are, the four C's, the command of Christ, the compassion of Christ, the commitment of Christ and the completion of Christ's kingdom. So what next for you? Well, maybe you would like to make a response to follow Jesus. And if that's you, then um, you go for it. Uh, just pray and say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. I'd love you to get in contact with us. You can drop us an email, hello at samarksgrimsby.org.uk or through our website. We'd love to let you know how you can take your next step. Um, but also, you know, what would it look like for you to now share your faith with someone else? You might have been a Christian for a long time, but maybe sharing your faith is not something you felt overly confident to do. Maybe you've not felt that's been such a natural move. Well, we're called to do it. So who is that person or who are those people that God is laying on your heart? And what does it look like to do that in a natural and normal way? What does it look like for you to play your part in St Mark's as a church plant? We are still in the thick of it. We're right there on the coalface planting this church. How can you play your part in this as well? This term, we're going to get to run Alpha again at St Mark's. We ask everyone to do Alpha here so that you can get the culture and know what you're inviting people to. It's one of the easiest things because we put Alpha on and you come with your guest. And if you're not bringing a guest, uh, maybe you've invited someone but they've not come, then come and help us run it. And if you're listening in, you can't get to Alpha physically, you can join Alpha online. And again, you can do that by accessing it through our website. We'd love to let you know how you can join Alpha online. And we're encouraging everyone to play their part by serving in the life of the church in at least one team. We are sleeves up, all hands on deck people. We don't have a few people serving the majority. We're not putting on church. We are the church. It's how you get to know people by serving together. And it's a lot of fun. And then we're encouraging people to get into groups. We're going to sort of launch official small groups after the summer, uh, which will be a year since launching. But in this first year, it's critical just to get alongside other people and to be disciples who make disciples. So why not gather two or three others, discuss together the passage from Sunday, pray together, prayer walk together, go for a walk together, eat together, DIY together. Whatever it is you like doing, let's be disciples side by side. 
What I'm saying is don't just wait for someone else to set it up for you. Come to us for advice, bat around ideas, but just start drawing alongside others and being disciples alongside each other. We are the church together and not everything needs to be run centrally. Uh, We'll get there in the end, but at the moment we need to be looking around, looking out for each other. And just in the last five months, we are already seeing the Holy Spirit do some amazing things in people's lives. And the more we grow in number and in faith and in courage, the more we will see the communities around us changing as God's kingdom breaks through. I want to leave you with this encouragement as we draw to a close. We'll all have our stories about encountering Jesus wherever we're at in our faith journey. And the good thing is you don't have to worry about what you don't know. But you can just share what you do know. You can share the experience you've had of Jesus in your life. Jesus taught this profound truth in a really simple way. He said, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Just be childlike in your approach. Share what you know. Invite people to come and see and to encounter Jesus. That passage, if you want to look it up, is Matthew 18 verse 3. Each of us has a unique opportunity to witness to the way of Jesus and Jesus changes lives. We are so pleased to have you with us on board, either in St Mark's or even just starting to listen in on the podcast and to go deeper in your faith. Just imagine what we can do as the church family, not just at St Mark's, but locally across our area and in our nation uh, when we each play our unique part. It was Mother Teresa who said, you can do what I cannot do. I can do what you cannot do. Together, we can do great things. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we will. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have commissioned us and sent us out, not on our own, but in the power of your Holy Spirit. Would you give us inspiration from St. Mark the Evangelist to be bold in our faith, to be prepared to go out and to tell others the good news that you can be known and that you change lives. And we ask now that you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit for the task at hand and that we may know so much joy in participating in your mission by your side. So would you come, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. Come, Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to the St Mark's podcast. We'd love to hear from you. To get in contact, please email hello at stmarksgrimsby.org.uk. And to keep in touch with everything that's going on in the week, check out our socials. We're on Insta and Facebook. Just search at St Mark's Grimsby. Catch you at the next one. Bye. Bye.